Hello and welcome to the Melomancy Podcast. My name is Dylan, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about why Mictran should have been in Smash. Again, my name right, is Dylan. Listen here. I'm kidding. <laughs> Every time I see you stream Tales, uh, this is Victim, by the way. Uh, every time you, I, I, every time I tune into your Tales of Marathon, I see that guy's name, and I'm just like, is that Milk Truck? Hello, and welcome to the Melon Man's Podcast. He might as well be. He's, he's, he's evil Dylan enough that I call him Milk Truck. Good Motherfucker. news. Listen to this, all right? Okay. Mild spoilers for Tales of Destiny. I don't know if anyone gives a shit. It's an old game. Motherfucker pretty much blows up large chunks of the fucking planet. All right? Okay. He then creates an outer shell around the planet so he's going to kill literally everyone on the planet his plan is to re- resurrect the the heavenly realm motherfucker does it after we kill all of his lieutenants he has literally no one nobody's living on the surface of his planet anymore it's like a reverse kefka cuz kefka also wins halfway through the game and then you have to like unwin him yeah right um but yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, it's, it's a lot like that. Just he didn't really win as hard as he thinks he did. Yeah. Obligatory reminder for all the listeners. We do the show live these days. Uh, we're still streaming on spacecowboy.cc, uh, which is a self-hosted stream software a friend of mine made. Um, I forgot what I was about to say. Oh, right. Uh, most of our listeners are still audio only. And that's fine. But there is a video component where you can see our faces if you'd like. It makes some of the jokes funnier. Like you can see victims doing the thumbs up right there. <laughs> if you're listening, you wouldn't have known that. My ADHD tends to kick in in a, in a lot in a plethora of weird ways. Yeah. Um, I, I watching back, I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? Sometimes I have no idea. Yeah. For the poor listeners at home who are listening to the audio only version, you just have to imagine I'm doing really cool ballad song tricks whenever you hear this metallic noise of aluminum banging on steel. Or it could be it could be a steel balls clanking together. Either or, like clacker balls, like yeah, from like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> So, if you're listening on the audio only after we've recorded this, that was some dope battle song tricks. Just just trust me. Just trust me, bro. So, all right. Uh, anyway, what day is today? Today is the 20th of June. Uh, this is the first time we've met since E3 happened. We we did an episode two weeks ago like normal. And we in that episode, we were like, yeah, E3's coming up. You should watch Victim because he might cover it. And then E3 people came down and said, no, if you co-stream it, we're going to fucking come to your house and slit your throat, dude. Like, Yep, they're like... <laughs> they didn't even let Dorito yeah. Pope co-stream. But then again, they have a vendetta against Dorito Pope because he has a competing show, which was better than all the E3 conferences, if I were to say. Um, I don't understand why they did that. I mean, even Jeff was like, why? Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't even allowed for fuck's sake. like, what? Also, also, Nintendo Direct, right? It's the E3 special, right? But it's still just a Nintendo Direct. It's not... Like, if E3 was a physical place, a physical location, and the Nintendo still wouldn't have been there because they've committed to only doing Directs. And those Directs are cool because you get, like, out-of-cycle, like, info dumps on new games, right? Like, that's worked out really well for Nintendo. And they nobody could have saw this pandemic coming, right? Um, so it's like, that was real smart of them. And they just kept pace, and then everyone else is trying to learn their ways. But, like, even Nintendo was like, hey, don't co-stream this. And that's bullshit. Like, I get E3 being a big evil company, right? They they want to, like, cut, nip that shit in the bud. But, like, Nintendo would have benefited a lot from all the different fanboys, like, reacting live to their streams. And then being clipped later. Because that's half the fun, because mo- most of the fun of E3 is watching a bunch of, like, businessmen on stage get all sweaty and nervous about fucking up, right? And then they do fuck yeah. up, and you laugh about it. 
I, I hate when people like say like, oh, so and so failed because it's just a cringe fest. It's like, nah, bro, that's half the fucking reason we showed up. It's really cringe yeah, that's like half the reason that I even want to be there. And it's like, oh, I want to watch them make idiots of themselves. I don't want them to be idiots. As right. in, here's our new game. We're gonna sell it to you in eighteen parts for ninety dollars each. Uh, you know that? Uh. Okay, that's not good. Not okay. But when like a dude climbing <laughs> on stage trips and falls, well, that's fucking hilarious. Or he says the wrong thing and you hear him, you hear him touch his earpiece and he's like, "Oh, sorry, I meant this." That's fucking great. <laughs> Stop the so stream nowadays. We fucked up. Stuff. Like you know, old E3 had such great highlights. Like remember Giant Enemy Crab? Like that was one of my favorites. I watched that shit live. I remember watching it on TV. Mm -hmm. I laugh my ass off. I'm like, who wants this? This isn't this isn't interesting at all. Like the PS3, but like, um, so this year was all pre-recorded, perfect nonsense, right? And it just, you could tell, and it just wasn't as magical because I mean, it was still fucking hilarious to watch like Bandai come out and then like, here's all the games that we've told you about, and that's it. Thank you for watching our show. I didn't even it's watch like... that one, the, the Bandai you Namco knew one. All of it. Oh man. Oh. I mean, we got some new footage of Rise and some new footage of Skylight Nexus, I guess, but like mm -hmm. nothing major. And mostly it was just a live stream after the fact where we got to see actual gameplay. Right. But um, I, well, I the show itself was kind of shit. Yeah. Like in general, like the whole thing was pretty awful. So so the recap. Right. So so the, the first show was probably the best one, uh, in my opinion, was the Summer Games Fest, which isn't Summer E3. Games Fest, yeah. Like it was a real. I was able to co-stream that. <laughs> yeah, and I thought it was like a real big dick move of Dorito Pope to, uh, you know, not only drop Elden Ring news, but to also have his event be before any of the E3 conferences, right? So before we go deep into this, there was a conspiracy <laughs> theory on Twitter. Oh no! About tell me because he po he posted, um, soon I'll be free, and it was the gif of the panda trying to climb out of the fucking uh, kids crib. And I was like, dude, Elden Ring news, boom, instantly. And everyone else thought the same thing, like, Elden Ring, Elden Ring's going to be there. It's going to be there. This, this is him reacting to the joke about him being put in gamer jail. Um, <laughs> he, I'm so sad that he didn't say, there, I said it, because that's another one of the memes. But oh, uh. man. the whole fucking thing was a giant joke for anyone that was in with uh, all the Elden Ring like memes and shit. I, I used so to be um, I used to be really critical of Dorito Pope because I always like I was really like in on the joke about you know the actual Dorito Pope meme where he was standing in front of like a Master Chief cutout with a bag of Doritos like all perfectly placed. Yeah. it was obvious product placement for like a reveal he was doing. I don't even remember. I think it was for Halo Three or one of its expansions like ODST or some shit. But like. I was like, wow, what a shill, this guy. And then now, here he is, like, being excited and dropping news for games that you and I actually care about, whereas all yeah. these other shows were just a bunch of corporate bullshit, right? I mean, I think the, <laughs> the big thing to take away from Jeff, or Dorito Pope, if you wish to call him that, um, is he his in to the... What's it called there? Um, the industry is kind of one of the most humble things that I've noticed realistically it, it wouldn't be how me or you would ever end up in the industry is he just wanted to he, he got a job as a as a uh, writing reviews for video mm -hmm. games um because he liked video games he's like oh i can do this and then it somehow he got pulled along like the corporate ladder and it became a career for him he made money and then realized he could run these shows these award mm -hmm. shows yeah based on all of it and then people just let him because he had uh what's uh, like a, some credibility uh, so, you know, product placement, some shilling here and there. Honestly, 
to an extent you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do to make your money and whatever yeah. right so it's like you yeah it still this for sucks fun. you don't want to see it because <laughs> it's like one of the reasons why i didn't like um jurassic world very much is all mm-hmm. the product placement it's like oh this is my childhood and now right. they're turning it into a giant advertisement so it's like i can understand you know why people don't like that not to say anyone can, you know shouldn't or should be totally fine with that kind of stuff but like mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't know it, it, he climbed up the ladder he stayed true and didn't just go full make money mode like he even put e3 on blast for not letting him or other people co-stream it because he believed that we should be allowed to so it's like I think that that, that proves that he's yeah. at least got like it's the it's the redemption some... arc that I wanted to see because I yeah, I wasn't a fan I wasn't a fan of his before and it's like he's he's trying like what you and me do this podcast right like you know we have no sponsor I can say whatever the fuck I want right if I want to tell you you know Tiananmen Square Massacre nineteen eighteen whatever that was I can this doesn't go on YouTube I can say what I want right <laughs> um, Dorito Pope probably can't. And I get that. That's his hustle. He would be jobless, and he would be doing this <laughs> if he lost it all, right? So I get exactly. it. I get it, right? That's his hustle, and I can't expect him to be like me. Uh, but he's a lot more like me than uh, all the other people at E3. For yeah, that, 100%. That's what I'm trying to get across, and I, I think that's fine. <laughs> Fucking Dorito Pope, man. Like, what a Chad move to, like, bust out the Elden Ring news as your final punch in, like, the whole Summer Games Fest actually had a lot of stuff in it. I don't remember because Elden Ring was, like, the end, and I was like, oh, man, that's so hype. I don't even like Dark Souls or Elden Ring. Uh, don't hate me for this, but, like, I've never really <laughs> played them. They're not my kind of game. Yeah, and I, and I think that's fine. Um, for a lot of people, they they see it as being kind of like the, I guess, the, the pinnacle of unfair, mm-hmm. which is fine. I mean, if, if you... If it's not your thing, it's not your thing. But yeah, I know a guy um, at my my old job. Actually, we we work at the same place now, but we both had the same old job, which is just kind of weird. It's a tech industry thing, I think. Uh, but that's besides the point. But he was telling me one night late in the night shift that uh, the only video game he really plays is like Dark Souls and Bloodborne. Back when Bloodborne was new, right? And other spinoffs weren't a thing, <laughs> right? Like Sekiro wasn't out yet. This was like 2012, 13. I don't remember. Uh, one of those years. Um, Whenever fucking Bloodborne came out, it was so long ago. Um, and he was telling me that, you know, well, when he was young, he didn't really play a whole lot of video games except Mega Man. And Mega Man is punishingly difficult as well. Right? Yeah, that's true. The original. And so he was like, yeah, Dark Souls, it's really difficult, but I feel really good when I beat it and win. And that's all I play it for. And I'm like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. Like, uh, like when I was learning how to play Guitar Hero and I finally jumped from hard to expert, I could only do it on a couple songs, but it felt really fucking good when I got there and now I can play any song on expert. I don't beat them all because clone heroes, the new guitar hero and people make a bunch of meme shit. That's really hard just for yeah, the sake yeah. of being hard, but it's funny. Right. And so, you know, I've given up like, uh, you know, trying to beat every song on X. Ex- I mean, I won't play anything but expert, but I don't turn off no fail because I play a lot of weird meme songs that people put together and, There'll be spontaneous Dragon Force, and I can beat through the Fire and Flames on Expert. Don't get me wrong, right? I've done it. I, I didn't five star it, but I beat it. And um, so in those meme songs, when you're you're playing and it's fucking uh, Smash Mouth, you know Shrek song, and then and then it, sudden Dragon Force and the lyrics keep doing Smash Mouth. That's hilarious, right? I I giggle every time, but like it's still Dragon Force and it's unexpected. And if I didn't have no fail on. Uh, I probably wouldn't get through all the songs and half the fun is, is just seeing what the fuck it throws at you. And you know, 
I'm going on a tangent, but the point is I can empathize with playing a difficult video game and then getting like a rush of dopamine or whatever it is uh, when you beat it uh, just because, wow, that was hard and I beat it because I'm good at this. If there was yeah. an easy mode or if there if there was like, you know, or if it was like Metal Gear Solid 5 where it, it gets more difficult based on your actions, um, which I think is really cool uh, in a game like Dark Souls, it wouldn't be the same experience. Like it wouldn't feel right, you know? And I, I think actually, funny enough, Elden Ring might go that route. The hope not. <laughs> the um, no, the, the Metal Gear route, where oh, like okay. different things you do in the world might actually influence certain yeah. things. So real quick, for for people who didn't play Metal Gear Solid Five, I understand. Uh, <laughs> what I'm talking about is Metal Gear Solid Five. You know, uh, open world Kojima game. Basically, if you snuck around a lot and got through the game without killing people and like sneaking around a lot the enemy encampments in the open world will start having more cameras, laser gates, motion detectors, stuff that makes sneaking hard. And if you just murder everyone, they won't put those things up and they'll put landmines, body armor, helmets on the guys to make what you're doing harder to do, right? So you have to keep it balanced in order for the enemy to not kind of like try to counter you. Uh, But the game doesn't tell you that it's trying to counter you. It just learns on your behavior and that's cool as shit, right? Uh, if Elden Ring does that, that's cool, right? I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, but giving it an easy mode would probably ruin it. Uh, so I really hope they don't do that. But I, it sounds like yeah. form software is not stupid. So, I mean, they'll probably figure it out. <laughs> no, for as much as people have bitched and about it, um, they've pretty much held like true that they're just not going to do that. I mean, to be fair, I think games with variable difficulty based on just like how you play them end up being with some of my most fun like i i hate sometimes i hate when i go into a game and it's like you get like your fucking easy through like hard and then they're like three extra hard modes it's like i don't know which one of these motherfucking things to pick i don't want to read the goddamn novel of things that each one of them changes mm-hmm. i just pick normal because it's the easy fucking thing to, to grab and not have to spend an extra hour that i'm already going to spend in your goddamn character creator fucking learning what i'm doing right i just have one thing to say to people and journalists they're not the same thing <laughs> about putting an easy mode in Dark Souls. If you want an easy mode in Dark Souls, go play an action game. Go find a really nice platinum game that's in a genre you like, like the Transformers one or the Metal Gear one. There's probably one for you. The Nier Automata one was very good. I'm a big fan. Uh, and those games have variable difficulty, and it's fine. It's an action game like Dark Souls, but it's not as hard. But it can be hard. It doesn't have to be. It's not... It doesn't align with Dark Souls' identity as a difficult game to implement such a system. So if you feel lacking without, then the game simply isn't for you. Go play something else like Revengeance or Nier Automata or Devil May Cry. A game with a difficulty setting that can be hard. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and I think that those games are suited... uh, And This is going to probably rub someone the wrong way, I'm sure. (laughs) But I feel like those kinds of games, especially things like Revengeance, Nier... Uh, actually are probably a lot more suited to a casual or more suited to a casual audience Absolutely. for the fact that they are flashy and fun to watch so even if you really aren't challenging yourself there's still something fucking amazing happening on the screen yeah absolutely like there it's absolutely a joy to play and uh in many cases the story is cool too um and especially with like the metal gear revengeance right like the story was a little off the walls but it felt very metal gear right it was actually really good, surprisingly. Like I, they they touched on some things that games, movies, shows, TV, anime, whatever, it doesn't fucking touch on. Yeah, like the morality factor of it all. It's like that. That is something that gets glossed over so much. 
Yeah. I fucking love when something does. Every single good. one of the bosses had really cool motivation and really cool like dialogue and setting. Like even the first boss, Mistral, right? Like in her little water tower appearance and all the the little arm yep. things, like she was cool. And Jetstream Sam, definitely like the best my favorite fight in the whole game. Like the way like if you don't go after him and attack him, you like stare him down. You can like stare him down for like five minutes. Like whoever makes the first move. Very samurai movie, you know, very, very cool. They did such a good job, <laughs> dude. Oh my god. Yeah, I need to replay that game sometime. It, you should include it in your Metal Gear Marathon when you finally get to the Metal Gear Marathon. I will have to. Yeah. I think 5 is the one that will get cut. You might want to check out the differences between the Steam versions and the GOG versions. Because I know... Uh, uh, who does that? CD Projekt Red? Uh, they, they go through a lot of effort to like make the, the old games work better on modern hardware. Uh, whereas Steam will just give you a port that may not run. Right? Um so if you're playing an old game and you're looking to buy an old game or a digital copy of an old game, honestly, GOG is probably it. better or emulate. Yeah. That might work even better. Ironically. Um, I only know cause uh, somebody posted in our discord, uh, that there was a GOG sale for father's day, uh, which is today. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, cyberpunk is on sale for 40 bucks and they just dropped another patch full of bug fixes. It was about a gig in size. It wasn't too substantial, but that's fine. Because... I'd pick it up if I thought I'd play it in a reasonable yeah. span of time. 40 bucks American. Uh, it's the lowest it's ever been listed for. So if you want to get a legitimate copy, now is your chance. Uh, I highly recommend it. I'm currently one quest line away from finishing Act 2. There's three acts that I know of, right? Um, I haven't beaten it yet, obviously. But like, there's, there's Act 1, and then there's Act 2 is the meat of the game. And there's like three major quest lines that you can do in any order. And you, don't, you get to Act 3 after you clear all three in whatever order you want. Right. Okay. I've cleared. I've completely cleared two of the three, and so I am like leveling up. I am taking my time and trying to get really good shit before finishing. Ooh, I hit my microphone. Whoa. Uh, before finishing that last one in Act Two, then I'm gonna go to Act Three and I'm gonna fucking like pile drive it into the ground because it's gonna be. I mean, I know it's cutscene heavy already. I already know that. I just don't know what happens, and I'm excited. So that's happening, and um, I recommend it. It doesn't crash anymore for me. Works on my machine, trademark. <laughs> but yeah, like they, they've patched a bunch of the bugs. So um, if it's been sitting in your library, like I said in the last episode, now is the fucking time to play it. Like if, it's, if you've been just sitting on it, uh, the PC version, that is. So fucking play it. It's so good. <laughs> it's so fucking good. We should probably get back to talking about E3. That, yeah, I mean. That's what this episode's about. New games. <laughs> So what what new games I mean, are even coming? Now that it's past, it's pretty much a new game. Yeah. What else was shown in the summer? Uh, uh the 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 Dorito Pope one. I forget because Elden Ring just kind of like took over all my brain. Uh, <laughs> fuck. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Honestly, having a list in front of me probably would have been a smart idea. Um, in fact, with movie magic. All, all I know for sure is that Jurassic Park was announced in everyone's fucking conference, and it was really annoying. I know. Uh, Dorito Pope had actual Jeff Goldblum appear on his show to present Jurassic Park, and he was first to present it, which was really cool. Um, and then I swear every fucking conference had Jurassic Park, the the game that they're making, like in all of them. Like they, Universal or whoever owns the right to Jurassic Park must have like spent a bunch of advertiser money to get into every conference because it was real fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm gonna have to. Expand this because it's on my other monitor, and my other monitor is a TV that is <laughs> eh, about two, three feet away from. You gotta me get your uh, reading glasses on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... 
Um, okay, not. so this doesn't really say where they were. <laughs> this is 2021, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I had to make sure that I had the right thing. Uh, so this doesn't tell me where anything was announced. Oh, you just got um, a list of it, all of it? Yeah. Mm. I'm just trying to think. It felt like a lot of filler. Like, a lot of the stuff that was announced, it felt like we already knew about some of it. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely some other world premieres. Like, for instance, we didn't know about Evolution 2 or the, uh, what's it called there? Uh, Jurassic Park Evolution 2 or whatever it's called. The one that got announced um, in every fucking conference? Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's cool. It's not the game I want to play. Mm-hmm. I, I, want, I want it in one of the old, like, PS1 era um side scrolling action platformer one where it was nightmarishly hard um but we can you know we can we can skip over the nightmarishly hard bit maybe i don't know i remember there was a <laughs> uh there was a jurassic park arcade game where you're like riding around in a jeep and shooting little plastic light guns and i remember playing it in seattle there was this arcade called like gameworks i think is the name right it's like close to the convention center and uh it was really cool because at 10 p.m they kick all the kids out and you can bring your drinks onto the floor so like, I, I went there for somebody's birthday, and I was young. I was like twenty one. Like, I was barely like allowed to drink, and I remember going and like I, I we were we were playing like drunk DDR. I was like holding my Guinness in one hand, and I was just like trying to dance to whatever the fucking song was. I don't even remember, but it was awesome. Like I had a really good time, and I think every arcade should have adult hour with beer <laughs> and and mixed drinks. I think that'd be great. Um, in in the in the town where I live, there's a bunch of uh, bars that have arcade machines in them, and I, they know exactly what they're doing. It, that place, those places aren't for kids, but there's arcade machines in them anyway. And it's fucking awesome. Like, uh, big recommend. When the day comes that you finally visit in person, I'll have to take you to one. You know what? I forgot to turn my fucking light on. I was actually mentioning that the other night that uh, Jordan always talks about me coming down to do shit i mean i got money i could i could do it between my house and jordan's house you 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 don't even have to stay at one or the other like the whole time like yeah yeah. though i'm sure my my accommodations would be more comfortable as i have an actual guest bedroom and jordan does not (laughs) is this is this the summer uh summer game fest 2021 everything announced jeff Keeley's kickoff live okay cool i got it you got the list okay (laughs) let's break it down break it down Okay, so the, the the one that um I wasn't certain about at first was the fucking Metal Slug uh, Tactics. Oh, I'm drop. so hyped for that, dude. Oh, man. Yes. I like Tactics games, and I fucking love Metal Slug. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, realistically, these things should go together. I just want more lewd fan art of Fio. She's like the best girl. Yeah, okay. Well, I That's mean, I, I, wasn't gonna, I wasn't going to say it, but if you're... <laughs> I, have a... I, I, I love how Jordan is in chat <laughs> with me, and I'm like... The, the trailer's playing, and I'm like... Felt a little weird saying it on stream, but I was like, "I'm not the only one that thinks feels hot, right?" And everyone's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah no, she definitely is." I'm like, "Okay, good. I'm glad I'm not alone here." God damn, dude! dude you're right, not anyways. alone. I love how all, almost all the comments on Twitter so far have been like, "Damn, was Fio always this hot?" And I'm like, "I like, think so." You just don't remember. My, she always looks like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck the the mind fuck that was the director's cut for Death Stranding, and it was all just a giant Metal Gear Solid reference. I, oh I don't yeah, know what that means. yeah. I don't know what the fuck that means. Uh, fuck you, Kojima. <laughs> what does that mean? 
Does that mean you're on like good terms with Konami again? Like I, I, I don't know. Is that was that a reference that PT is actually coming? Sorry, I'm, I'm getting I a mean, little too conspiracy theory. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Like, and you didn't point it out because I, I did watch your stream because I watched Summer Games Fest by rewatching your VOD, which it was not live at the time. Oh, uh, fair. Yeah. So I did see Jordan's comment, uh, and he was right. Uh, Theo is hot. Uh, but no, but about that stranding, right? Like the box that he pulled out that landed Metal Gear style on the ground was a box full of oranges and the orange is the, the, the letters on the box in the classic box, right? But that's what I posted on your, your, your discord for your stream, uh, which is different from our discord. If you didn't know, um, you know, go to, go to his Twitch channel to get the link. But, uh, in your, I think it was in your on topic channel. I was like, what does it mean? I post a picture of Milliger solid two's box, which actually clearly says the orange in HD, but like it, even the item description said that like, it's very intentional, right? And for some reason, in Metal Gear Solid 2, there were multiple boxes that had different stuff on them. And the, the orange one was the first one you get, but they didn't make a difference, which was really strange. Like, I think they, <clears throat> they might make a difference, but I didn't notice. I don't know. The second one was the first one I played, so I, I may not remember it very clearly about how the different boxes worked. Uh, <laughs> but anyway... Um, <laughs> What was I saying? So, so Summer Games Fest. What came out after the uh, the uh, that reveal? The the PT, not PT. The Death Stranding. <laughs> what was after that? Uh, I think uh, Lost Ark. Isn't that so? That, what is Lost Ark? I don't even remember. Everyone calls it an MMO, but I don't think it is. I don't think it is at all. One hundred, like one hundred percent, not an MMO. It's uh, a dungeon crawler akin to like Diablo or Path of Exile or fucking torch uh torchlight whatever the fuck it was called sacred my age is showing i know don't worry about it um but it it looks it looks fun because it doesn't look like it's a hit a button and the whole fucking screen just dies Mm, like diablo um (laughs) yeah exactly um so i'm 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 excited to like keep an eye on it but if it just boils down to being like a fireworks show i probably won't even touch it it's like i can just go play path of exile and I at least know that there is, it comes a point in time when that game at least gets difficult and you don't just hit a single button right. and the whole game like does itself in. I, I mean, have, it, it I, does for a portion of the game, but yeah. I don't think those kind of games are for me because like, I really like, Dia- like the first act of Diablo 2 because uh, I never had a computer until I was an adult, which is weird because yeah. I, I went into computer science for college, right? But like, I didn't actually own my own computer until I was like 17. Like Everything before that was occasionally playing a video game command and conquer on my stepfather's computer um and going to the library computers to go on my myspace and hit on chicks like that was my computer experience as a teenager like i didn't know how they worked i i they didn't cover it in school because the schools only had a couple computers like i knew how windows 98 worked kind of right like i i I started with very little knowledge of how anything worked and then when i got my first laptop it was actually a cube cheat that that got it for me he was on our show a couple episodes ago the one that had the corrupted audio that i couldn't save that episode was so good yeah i couldn't upload it i was so sad but like he he saw my laptop when i finally like got enough like you know 15 years old i'm old enough to work now money (laughs) right to buy a little netbook in 2007 or 8 whichever year it was uh and he was like no no I can fix this. And he took it and he wiped it and he put uh, Ubuntu like 9.04 on it. And uh, I learned how to use Linux out of necessity because it was the only way that my only computer even ran at an acceptable speed. Uh, because Windows 7 starter, starter, 
You can't was very clunky. You can't even change your background. Like that's a paid feature of regular Windows yep. Seven, and I didn't have that. They wanted me to pay to upgrade so I could change my desktop background. I'm like, that's bullshit. So I went to Linux, and then I learned how to use Linux. I took it for granted. People thought my use of Linux was wizard magic in, in college, and I went from electrical engineering to computer science because I realized it's not wizard magic. I'm onto something here. Maybe I can make a living out of this. And then I did. <laughs> right? So yeah. turns out using Linux is hard, and by learning it first and learning Windows later... Uh, I was like set for a job, I guess. And then I just kind of climbed from there. That's besides the point. What was I talking about? Uh, we were talking about Diablo. Diablo, right. So I played a little bit of Diablo, uh, and I played the median Excel mod, which did not run very well in wine, uh, which is what I was playing on, on a netbook. Right. Um, one of the better ways to play it though. That's partly why I got so addicted to Minecraft in 2010 when it was in alpha. Right. Um, yeah, because it ran on my netbook pretty well because it was in, written in Java, which means it will run on anything that had Java. Uh, and there was a Linux version for Java. And so multiple, in fact, uh, the official one and the, the open source one. And Minecraft would run on it. And so I was like, ah, this little netbook can run Minecraft. I can just play Minecraft. And um, it was simpler back then. And it ran OK on a netbook. Now it doesn't. <laughs> that That changed pretty fast and I had to get a more powerful computer. But like why struggle through Diablo when I could just play Minecraft and it runs better because uh, of Linux being a hurdle. But I did play Median XL, which is like an overhaul mod that like changes all the skills. It was really yeah. cool. It's a good, it's a good setup. I like it. Yeah, um, I, the base game is fun, but I guess my, might as well. my point is I don't think these kind of games are for me. Like uh, I never beat Diablo two. I just wasn't interested. I've played through act one, like a hundred times, but yeah, honestly, it's one of the reasons why I really hated people calling them ARPGs. It's like, no, fuck, stop. We call those dungeon crawlers. ARPGs are things like fucking East. And I mean, I guess to some extent you could call t a Tales, some of the later Tales games that. But like mm -hmm. action RPGs are that. Um, these little point and click fucking games are mm -hmm. dungeon crawlers because it's the, literally the top down. Uh, I don't know what the fuck the word for that is. It's like it's I don't know. I hate it because it, it's it was called, the way that um, they always described them. It's called isometric. Isometric. That's it. Yes. <laughs> um, we always used to call it call them dungeon crawlers to differentiate because they're not the same thing. They 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 hit two different demographics. So if we fucking smash them all together, it's like yeah, it's an action RPG, and you go and buy it, and you're like, well, fuck, this isn't Metal Gear Revengeance. What is, what is this dinky bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or vice versa, even. It's like, uh, this isn't like Diablo. It's not what I expected um, at all. Yeah, I, I I think I might have talked about that on the, on the stream or on the podcast before. I fucking, I don't know. I think genres and, and, and shit are there for a reason. So people know what the fuck they're buying. Right. If we're not pointed about them, well, then people end up buying fucking Warframe expecting World Warcraft. Yeah. Speaking of expectations, did you actually see the 2K conference? Mm, I don't think I did. Okay, I I, I got to bring it up. So so the two K conference, right? Like it was right after. I, I don't remember where the order of the conference is, but it was on. It wasn't on the first day. It was like the second or third day of E three, right? And two K owns the rights to some really high profile properties like Grand Theft Auto and Bioshock, right? In which, by the way, uh, a remake of System Shock is coming. We know this, right? 
System Shock yeah. being the predecessor to Bioshock. So it's like I think 2K owns the rights to that. Um, they're a publisher, not a developer. So hence, like, because Rockstar is the developer for Grand Theft Auto, right? yeah. But 2K is the publisher, and they make a bunch of sports games that are really exciting for people, not me. But like, everyone was like, okay. We saw Square Enix. We saw, you know, a bunch of other developer-centric ones. Uh, here, it's 2K's turn. And it was just a Zoom call. They revealed no games. Like, it was just, like, nine people in, like, a panel, and all they talked about was their hiring practices and the importance of diversity and inclusion. Like, everyone... Look, guys, we are doing it the right way. Look, we are so progressive. Yeah. Please buy our games. It's okay that we exploit children and implement loot boxes into our games because we did it in a diverse way. We're exploiting everyone equally. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> praise us. And if you don't praise them, and if you tune away from their show, they're going to be like, you just didn't like what they had to say, right? It's like, I, I can't, uh, I, I wanted I to hear it. about, I wanted to hear about System Shock Remake. I did not want to listen to your Zoom call that went on for the entire conference, the whole 30, 45 minutes. Like, it, there's no way they thought that was a good idea. That, that had to have been them last minute, but like, we need something. Yeah, like, I We waited. bought the fucking slot. We need something. <laughs> I waited very patiently. Like I, I went through like the first like ten minutes, and I'm like, they're not changing from the subject, are they? And then I, I wa- I went and watched something else. I, oh right, I think the Microsoft conference had already happened, or one of the other conferences, and I missed it. So I went back and I watched all the trailers, right? And then I come back towards the end of their time slot, and they're still talking about it. And I'm like, they used their whole time for this. Wow. And then I clicked away, and I waited for it to end. Like, I mean, you know, some people I'm sure liked what they had to say, you know diversity and inclusion in exploitation right you know um yeah they're, they're still exploiting you know the trifecta they're, they're still exploiting kids playing grand theft auto online with like a billion microtransactions yeah uh, but who am i to judge i play genshin impact that's literally a chinese gotcha right so i mean <laughs> funny enough i think more kids play like grand theft auto than have even heard of fucking genshin mm-hmm. not to say that genshin wouldn't happily exploit those kids either i'm not not at all what I'm trying to argue. Right. I'm just pointing out that I don't think they've been putting that in you know in that box yet. So it's pretty funny. But they, they really dedicated their whole time to that and people were there for video games and it's like what the fuck 2K? Like this isn't what we were here for. And then I'm sure at least somebody on Twitter has probably already shamed someone for not liking their conference, for not liking what they had to say. Like I'm I'm sure of it. But I, I couldn't tell you because I don't Honestly, care. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen anything. Um, I've definitely seen some people mocking them. Um, I, since I didn't watch it, I didn't quite get it. But um, I'm sure there's, there's always someone looking to take the moral high ground. And the only way to do that is to go against what everyone else is doing. So even if they even fucking agreed or not, they probably did. You're probably it's like, right. Imagine if EA had a conference and instead of showing you Battlefield, instead of showing you whatever the fuck else they make, Imagine they just sat you down in a Zoom call with the bad video quality and everything and just said, hey, loot boxes are going to be okay. We'll tell you how we improve them to exploit everyone equally, <laughs> including the poor. <laughs> we wanted to make sure that not only were the races of the world looked after in our exploitation, mm-hmm. but we thought class as well. Right. So today we're here to announce loot boxes for the for the impoverished for for uh, uh, fuck. there's loot boxes for people of money and there's loot boxes for others <laughs> submit your social credit score to see which one you get to roll on <laughs> 
No, I'm kidding. Like, uh, but the 2K one sounded pretty bad. That'll be how that goes soon. So, uh huh. Probably. Uh, that's kind of the route they want to go, right? <laughs> yeah, built in is uh, ooh, interesting. What is built in? Uh, I don't actually. Heard, I've never heard of that actually. We might have to literally the fucking. We might have to have like a a thing to sign into our internet. We'll have to like. What I forget how it was worded, <laughs> but basically, if if it goes through, we will potentially have to be registered to our internet and we'll have to use like a singular code per household to uh to connect to it so the government if they don't like our internet activity they can just tell us to go fuck off and just cut you off from the internet yep wow it is a good chance it doesn't go through but i mean man our fucking there are people in power in canada who wanted it that's fucked up Mm mm-hmm and I'm you sure, mean our, our prime minister? I'm sure there are people in Canada like, yes, this is great. We can finally crack down on hatred. And then what are they going to do after they crack down on hatred? They're going to crack down on naysayers. Like, remember when they found all those bodies in that, that fucking school in Canada, right? Like, all those yeah. corpses? Like, imagine if anyone discussing that on Canadian internet got cut off from the internet because it, it's bad for Canada, right? You've just given them the power to do that. I right? mean, they already tried to sweep that under the rug, funny enough. The government got caught, almost got caught doing it, I think. Be a lot easier to sweep it under uh, the rug if you can cut people off from the internet as soon as they say something you don't like. <laughs> that man, that bothered me so. I, I, we could get into this. There's so much bullshit happening in Canada lately, dude. Maybe, maybe we'll save it for another. It's not going anywhere, so we can save it for another mm-hmm. another podcast, maybe. Well, I mean, we got time. <laughs> That's okay. Another True. time. Another time. But Canada is such a horror show. Like everyone, like a lot of people in America, especially the West Coast of the USA, where I live, right um they sort of um what's the word not idealize but like um fantasize no what's the word they just revere canada as this like example that we should strive to be like like canada's so much fucking better than the united states everything's better everything that we struggle with they do better and it's like i don't think you've been to canada mister yeah i I, (laughs) my favorite one is the oh they got free health care it's like "Mm, hold on let me uh, it's not really free. <laughs> it, no. it seems free. Um, <laughs> it a lot of times free. it seems free, but it it uh, we pay. So first off, even like the free part, it gets paid through taxes. It's still much cheaper, on average. For like, if you broke your arm, you're not paying. Like if you broke your arm once in your entire lifetime, you probably are paying maybe mm-hmm. about the same. If you were to just broken your arm once in America, it sounds like I, I don't know the ins and outs right. on that exactly so like my math could be off there but the, the one thing that the canada's healthcare definitely does better than the united states is that the united states has this culture of don't go to the hospital unless you're fucking bleeding out because you cannot afford this right whereas in canada it's like you can afford this you should go uh except you will still pay for it and you will wait and it will not be good service right and all the other I mean, problems that you have it's okay service sometimes it, but it's like you're you at the behest of how they feel that day, basically. You don't have a culture of, oh, I need to, I need to avoid going to the doctor or blaming yourself for getting injured or sick because it's like, fuck, yeah, exactly. I fucked up. I If I go to the doctor, I'm going to be paying this monthly for years, right? Like, I had my appendix removed the other day and because uh, I have really good health insurance that I pay for. Like, I only had to pay, like, 50 bucks, right? But the appendix removal is a thing that you only do once, Right. Um, whereas, uh, my very same health insurance provider United was recently in the news because they have proposed, they have not implemented, they have proposed that, um, they won't cover emergency room 
um, visits that were not required. So, like, if you feel like something's wrong and you go to the emergency room because you don't know, and it turns out to not be something serious, United doesn't want to cover it. It's like, you should have went during urgent care. So, in, I don't know if Canada does this, but in the United States, there's urgent care hours of a clinic where during the hour, like, the early morning to, like, the late afternoon, it's like you walk up and you line up. It's like, it's urgent, but it's not, like, you need to see a doctor today, right now. Um, okay. Same day. But you you can wait in line. You're not bleeding out, right? We kind of have something like that. We, we have... Um two kinds of emergency rooms mm-hmm. you have the oh my god i'm going to die please you need to admit me now um and the something's wrong with me doc can you fix it <laughs> right that's that's how it is in america so the 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 second is urgent care and then the other one's called emergency and emergency is yeah expensive. we just call it er one and two it's yeah. weird but the point is is that united healthcare wants people to basically self-diagnose themselves enough to know when they need to go to urgent care but I'm not a fucking doctor. I don't know. The only reason I went to the emergency room the day I got my appendix removed was because I, I felt like I had gas and it wasn't going away. And I didn't know what was wrong, right? And because I went when I did, it, I, you know, am still here. <laughs> like, it could have went uh, a lot worse. Was it, like, pain? Yeah, it was just, like, abdominal pain. I was like, oh, this fucking sucks. And uh, Okay, I, yeah, yeah. It, it blocked my intestines, so I couldn't actually keep food down either. Like, I, I, Oh, yeah, you yeah, had yeah. basically the unlucky way of it happening yeah or, or as far as i'm aware i your, guess but your intestines part of your stomach right um imagine it's like a hose and it got kinked it's like that right yeah uh, it's bo- funny um <laughs> i went to the doctors for a similar thing that happened to markiplier what, um yeah. famous youtuber markiplier who's that uh he, <laughs> he gets he gets these blockages in his intestines every couple of years and his fans you know he, he makes a play out of it going to the doctors for it uh, he broke his leg once. He, he just, he's actually, I, I never used to watch his shit because I thought it was all like kitty shit, but like, guys actually get a pretty decent sense of humor about him. I'll give him that. But um, no, I found out that he had a, a blockage in his intestines, kind of similar uh, to the last time I had to go to the doctors. And turns out, you know, the doctor's like, oh, you know, just drink water, just do this and blah, 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 uh, and you'll be fine. Turns out, there's a chance I wasn't going to be fine. And my doctor fucking told me I was. Uh, Motherfucker. Or, well, my doctor. I, a doctor, I should say. Um, yeah. Yeah, it turns out the, those blockages, uh, the basically when you get constipated so bad that you feel pain and mm. it's not your appendix or your gallbladder or whatever, uh, that shit can be, like, life-threatening. Oh, absolutely. So Even, even the, the appendix bursting is Luckily, I didn't die, yeah. I guess. Like, my uncle, he flatlined, like, twice when they were taking his appendix out because it had already ruptured. And the reason why you have to have your appendix removed is because it's, like, attached to your, you know, the poop tube. And you've got a bunch of shit in there. And, and so when it ruptures, they, they didn't remove it in time. You just have this, like, water balloon full of shit, like, exploding in your insides, getting disease everywhere. And it's like, that, that doesn't belong in there. you got to clean that shit out. And so, like, my uncle, like, he did not get his removed in a timely manner. And he flatlined twice during the operation. Um, so like when I was admitted to the hospital for my appendix being removed, my dad was fucking scared. He was like, this sucks ass. And it was fine. They got it out in time. There was nothing to worry about. Um, but it was just a matter of time. Like if I had gone the next day, it would have been a different story. Right. Uh, and I only went because I pay pretty good money for my health insurance through my work. Like when, when you work in America, uh, with a real employer that pays you for full-time work, right? 
you get a bunch yeah. of options. Like, how much of your paycheck do you want to give for your health insurance, right? There's the, there's this plan, this plan, and this plan. They give you options. There's a cheap option. Let's say you're really greedy and you're like, I'm never going to go to the doctor. I'm a fucking healthy young man. And it's like, I'm fine, just emergencies only or whatever, right? And your paychecks would be bigger because you're paying less out of your paycheck before it's delivered to you for your health insurance. Uh, I pay a little higher, not the highest, don't get me wrong. Like, that's too expensive. But I pay, like, above average. uh, And it covers, you know, me, Destiny, and the two kids. And that's fine. And everything kind of worked out. Like, it's just enough coverage. But it's, uh, it could be more. But uh, I don't think it's necessary. Like, you got to have some reasonable, like, like restraint um well those aren't the only reasons why canada's bad i'm sure i mean they're about to restrict your internet right like yeah i mean i I don't i I don't think it's gonna go through even even when twitter picked up the story to like post it on the you know the trending the the one part of twitter that i i just can't defend uh and well not that i'll ever try to defend it really but um even when it came up there they literally called it a controversial bill um which is more than they do for fucking most things so even Twitter agree that yes, bad. This yeah. is bad. Also, when Web I mean, Web three comes around and becomes more popular, you know the decentralized yeah. and and the the cryptographic stuff, right? Like uh, not just Bitcoin, but like people building like alternative internet infrastructure based on crypto technology. Like, how is your government going to censor that? Are they just going to detect that you're doing it and they don't know what you're doing and they just cut you off? Are they going to make Bitcoin Maybe. illegal? Like, I mean, they could. I that. It's like in in Egypt when the uh, all the protesters uh, protesting the the guy in charge there they were using an app called Signal which I don't recommend because um, it's a central server and it's not open source but the encryption that it uses is very real uh, and open source and the encryption was pretty good and people were being detained for having been detected using it don't know what the messages contained but they knew they were using Signal and they got their phones confiscated. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's, it could happen uh, to you. Doesn't matter I mean, if you live in Canada or Egypt. Our prime minister has been on record as stating that he likes the way China deals, like handles their citizens. It's fucked up. So it doesn't surprise. That actually surprised me to hear. The first wow. time I'm like, he did not say that. This mm-hmm. is a skit, right? Like deep fake. Like what the fuck is this? Like, like, did oh, he really say this that? Is him. Does he, he really fucking said it. Which part did he like? The social credit or the concentration camps? I don't know if he specified. He basically <laughs> stated... Maybe he likes both. <laughs> probably. Honestly, knowing him. Yeah. Um, Can you imagine the Justin Trudeau like internment camps for the for the indigenous people? Like, <laughs> He might do it. <laughs> He's the only one allowed to have that skin tone. Uh-huh. It's just... I had some, fr- I had some, uh, some left-leaning friends... Um, this is why we can't post the show on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I had some left-leaning friends that I, I went and hung out with recently. Um, uh, really cool friends. Uh, but I, I tend to, uh, you know, avoid politics when I can because I don't, I don't want to. If anyone's like, if it's a south topic for anyone, I don't, I don't want to. Whatever, right? But um, and being a moderate, I mean, I could care less. So <laughs> doesn't bother me any. But uh, no, they we were talking about like COVID stuff because like, Canada has been pretty fucking archaic about its COVID response. Uh-huh. Um, but they fucking they came out and they're like, so uh, Justin Trudeau and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm just gonna like ride this conversation out. Like our first black prime minister. 
I'm like, yes, okay. Uh, I didn't have to worry. Wait a minute. Anything. Explain that. Explain that joke for the Americans in the audience. Uh, he he has been caught. I think on like twenty some different occasions now. Twenty going to parties in not only blackface but like brownface and all this other shit. Well, he's been photographed at three, but he's been to twenty. Oh, I I know. I remember him yeah. saying, "I've lost count of how many times I've done this." So it sounds like it was a tradition. Where he that's just one of his favorite costumes for costume parties or whatever, right? I just, oh man, that made me laugh so hard. Our first black prime minister, and I fucking <laughs> started losing it. Yeah. Because I, I wasn't certain where that conversation was going, and then it went that direction. I'm like, perfect. Mm-hmm. Nice. On the topic of censorship, though, and, and uh, Democrat governments, so uh, about Odyssey, like there, there's something that I saw in my newsfeed that upset me. Uh, it was on Reddit, which shame on me for looking at Reddit for some, like I've said in the past, there's some communities like planet side where it's the only place to talk and that sucks. And I wish they wouldn't do that because Reddit is a bad website and nobody should use it. But I happen to, be I, could, I have, I have stories about that. I, I happen to be looking at it and there is a subreddit for Odyssey, which is the, the YouTube competitor based on the library blockchain that we post our show on. Right. And soon we might stream on it too. Uh, for the show because I really want to take super chats uh, from crypto. And if you haven't heard me rant about Odyssey before, I'll keep it short. It's just a YouTube competitor. It's a single peer on a peer-to-peer network called the Library Blockchain. And it, it uses its beefy servers to basically serve you videos a lot more efficiently than the peer-to-peer technology of the Library Blockchain. <laughs> you don't have to use it, but you can because it's easy. But like YouTube, they also have to DMCA takedown stuff because it is a public website and blah, blah, blah. Uh, the, the point is, is that... Um, Somebody pointed out on the subreddit uh, for Odyssey that the Wikipedia entry for Odyssey and Library uh, describes Odyssey as a right-wing platform. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why would they say I that? I found it through a, le- uh, through a leftist YouTuber is how I even found it in the first place. <laughs> I, I know, right? but like... And basically the argument is... Uh, the argument that I heard on Twitter that... And I actually, I reposted a screenshot of it. Uh, it was a Twitter post that, that led me to a Reddit post, right? But, like, so there, the I screenshotted the tweet and I posted it on Shitposter Club, and I'm like, I felt dumber after reading this. If you scroll back my profile far enough, you'll see the, the post. But, like, it was a dude replying to, to the Odyssey account. Basically, the Odyssey account said, we're not changing our profile picture for June because we support everybody all the time, right? Because, you know, June is the month where you put the rainbow killers on. And Odyssey's oh, like, yeah. we oh, already yeah. support everyone, so fuck off. <laughs> everyone is welcome. Nothing's changed. Go go lick yeah. someone else's boots for your capitalist overlords, and, and that was a fine. I mean, they didn't they didn't word it like that. That's what they meant, though. Um, but the point is, is that you know they, they, it was not controversial. I thought, and but somebody replied, and uh, th- this person uh, said something. I forget the exact words, but it was something along the lines of a platform that does not censor itself will be dominated by the right. And I was like, I mean. Does that mean left-wingers' ideas aren't good enough? There's nothing stopping an army of left-wingers uh, from flooding Odyssey. And they kind of already have. It's just they're all speaking Chinese, right? <laughs> and they're on Odyssey because their government won't let them post elsewhere. <laughs> and they're trying to criticize yeah, the government. Yeah, and I mean, uh, like I was st- st- like for, for clarity's sake of what I mentioned earlier, um, I, it wasn't like I, I found them through a leftist dude, you know, talking shit no he's like yo i like this platform i'm i'm in co uh uploading to it yeah. and i'm like oh cool what's this 
they made a tool that makes it super easy to sync your YouTube channel and your Odyssey channel. Like you upload it in one place, YouTube, and then Odyssey will will use their tools to just kind of suck it up and uh, basically repost it for you. You don't even have to do anything. Yeah. And with Odyssey, right? Like, they if you upload the fucking Avengers movie, Disney's gonna be like, hey, kill it, and then they'll say, yes, Disney, don't sue us, and they'll get rid of your video. But it's still on the library blockchain. They've just removed it from their website. It's a peer to peer network. You can still get it yep. if you know who posted it. Right? That's the thing uh odyssey also has community guidelines that make it very clear that you're not allowed to dox people and you're not allowed to harass people on the basis of several traits one of which is sexuality and gender identity like it's very very specific right so the wikipedia entry makes it sound like a right-wing youtube alternative for rejects and banned people to post their content and not get banned but their community guidelines are like everything you would expect from a modern platform and all the right-wingers that are on odyssey are also on youtube posting anyway right like they're co-uploading like there's maybe a couple exceptions of people that have been banned on youtube but these are like the like they're just right-wing provocateurs right um like i think like salty cracker is one of them i think he got banned um another one i think is memeology 101 those are right-wing provocateurs the memeology actually get banned i think he got back but i I couldn't fucking stand he's he's annoying i don't like either of those people i don't like either of those people but they have Odyssey accounts, and their videos are not in any danger of removal. On YouTube, their videos are constantly in danger of removal. That salty guy is actually banned. Uh, and he's, okay. he's Odyssey full-time now, right? So, yeah, you could find an example of a right-winger that's not on YouTube that is on Odyssey, but the vast majority of the people that they're talking about are people that are on And that's the ones that will point out. Yeah, they're on both. So is YouTube at fault here? And they'll be like, oh, they're probably yes. demonetized on YouTube or they're suppressed. Why does YouTube allow them to post their videos? Why aren't you holding YouTube accountable for How them? How is it having... any different from what yeah. fucking is going to happen to them on Library? Yeah. Or so Odyssey or whatever. They're, they're mad at Library. Literally the exact same fucking thing. They're mad at Odyssey for not taking their videos down and kicking them off the platform while YouTube allows them to be on the platform. Like, why is YouTube held to a different standard than Odyssey? Why are you mad at Odyssey, the, the new and upcoming thing that might be your salvation when your government comes for you? And like the Chinese example I gave, right? Like there's a bunch of political dissidents from China that will criticize their government on Odyssey. I can't speak their language. I don't know what the fuck they're saying. It's because most of these people only really give a shit about Chinese rights or Chinese people's rights. Right? Like, fuck. Yeah. I gotta, I don't I gotta be spe- specific when I say that. They're, they um, either live in or are from China. So that's fine. And I wish I knew Mandarin or uh, the other, other dialects. I would love to watch their videos. I think that'd be really fun. But like, um, I can understand a little bit of it spoken, and that's literally it. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, when when Canada comes to to kick you off your internet uh, for a YouTube video that you posted, well, I mean, you can get on a VPN and you can post it on Odyssey instead, right? Yep. And they're not gonna stop you, <laughs> right? Because w- once they're done, you know, chewing up the right wingers, uh, they're gonna come for the far leftists. And where are the far leftists gonna go? Because the far leftist strategy has been to dominate the mainstream platforms, but. When leftists get kicked off of, like, Twitter and stuff, you don't hear about it. Like, it's kept on the down low because they don't want to make it sound like the, the society's changing for the right. When really, like, it's a centrist, capitalist, like, profit-first sort oh, of deal. Oh, yeah. Right? A, a lot of people forget that, like, most of the things that happen, even even today, most of the politics kind of always lean somewhere towards the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these platforms. If you're just like appear. far one way or the other, you get shunned by literally everyone. Yeah, except your own camp, obviously. So these platforms appear left leaning, and they appear to crack down on right wingers more than left wingers because it's profitable to do so. They don't actually care, and people who are like you know 
far left, like those type of people, the like the, the revolutionary type that that want to dismantle everything. Like, there's no actual platform for them, right? They need to go to a place like Odyssey that doesn't censor anyone, uh, because that stuff ain't gonna fly on YouTube, right? <laughs> Um, that stuff gets taken off all the same. I mean, you'd you just be never surprised hear about what it. goes under the radar on YouTube. A lot of stuff does go under the radar, but a lot of stuff does get removed, and people just don't talk about it because they want to tell a one-sided story to scare right-wingers from posting on YouTube. Yep. Because YouTube will allow anything so long as it's profitable because that's all they actually care about, and people forget that. <laughs> the amount of porn you can find on YouTube is fucking staggering, and it, it, it confuses me. And like 90% of it's made in Miku Miku Dance. God. I hate when that gets fucking recommended to me because it's like it's, it's like, usually oh. like a character that I think is like cool or something and a song a that you like and it's like ah oh. and it's like oh okay. they're dancing and then, like, and then, then I love dancing the top comes off and I'm like that's nipples this is YouTube my little brother's behind me what is going on I'm, I'm sure that's happened to you at least once <laughs> no um almost actually there was one moment where I was scrolling Twitter and something came up but like that's my own fault that's my own dumb fault You're like oh that's a booby let's keep scrolling <laughs> That's fine. This is why this show can't be on YouTube. Talking too much about the forbidden topics. <laughs> and that's blockchain. Fine. Blockchain. Tinan and Square. Instaban. China. Instant ban. Yeah. But anyways, it just pisses me off that, you know, people portray non-mainstream websites as like right wing in some way when inherently they're not. And there's not, it's an open platform. There's nothing stopping, you know, people from challenging ideas. And also, the majority of content on Odyssey is not political. A lot of it's crypto. Yeah, honestly. Uh, I actually find it funny how much of it is. Yeah, or centrist takes on non-political topics like video games. So, like, it's not even the majority of the content there. And they've even said that on their Twitter. Like, the majority of our content's not even political. Like, what what's the deal? And uh, <laughs> but I, I think I still end up consuming most of my like political content what little of it i even consume anymore is on youtube yeah so yeah i just and, and it's the same with reddit like uh whenever an alternative to reddit pops up like people just assume that it only exists for people who are banned on reddit and i mean to be fair you get you can get banned on reddit for being an entirely decent like walking on the sidewalk person and they just fucking decide they don't Fuck like you, you one day, right? Maybe Spez will uh, edit one of your posts and, and put a naughty word in it or something. And get banned. <laughs> yeah, really. But like, uh, so with Reddit clones and the like, like there's one that's decentralized called Lemmy, right? It's it's a an activity pub project. Activity pub is yeah. the the protocol that runs the Fediverse where shitposter club is. So shitposter club and where my account is for social media. That's on activity pub. Basically, the software that the website runs uses this protocol and in the future there could be other protocols like it was two different protocols at some point and then we went for the one and it's a long story point is reddit clone uses that same stuff right but it's you know totally different server software and so they have a naughty list of words that you can't say that's hard-coded into the software and basically the devs made it really difficult to like they made it so you can't remove it like in order to remove it is it's free and open source software you have to fork the project and then remove the file like they didn't go the route of empowering the admins to just add and remove lists or words because i'm sure imagine a, a community in like um a foreign country that doesn't speak english as its primary language right 
how useful would this list be? And if they're of the type that want to add more words, they can't because the devs are very opinionated. And I, it wasn't until uh, all this stuff I've been I've been reading recently about like Odyssey and stuff that I realized why they did it. Because every Reddit clone is accused of only existing for people banned on Reddit. So by making a naughty list uh, of words that you can't say, hard-coded into the software, they've taken a stance saying, we're different, guys. We're a viable Reddit alternative that isn't just for bad people. And it's like, you went all this way out of your way to do that? And then the people... And then people are still not going to use you? Right, because the people you're trying to protect... Like, you know, like, like people of color and, and other identities that aren't just white tech bro. Like, they probably want to use some of those words and you're telling them they can't. And it's like, come on. Like, why? they're not going to use your software either. You've just, like, denied, you just told them what they can and cannot say and that's not okay. All right? And that's why the developers won't show people what they look like. Like, all their profile pictures are just different pictures of Fidel Castro. Trudeau's dad. God. Right? God. <laughs> I love. I saw. That's a great meme. I know. Really I love that. But like all, all the different developers, like they have no pictures of themselves on social media. It's just all pictures of Fidel Castro, and they uh, they won't tell people what they look like. And I, I'm pretty sure if we found out what they look like, they'd be like generic white bearded tech bro, right? <laughs> telling they people look like me. Yeah, telling people what they can and cannot say. Like I'm just making assumptions. I could be wrong, but we'll never know. <laughs> so I could say whatever I want. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. There's a lot going on but in that shit. It wasn't until I, I thought about how Reddit alternatives are taken down uh, socially, right? Written off as places for bad people on principle that I was like, oh, it makes sense now. Because I always thought it was a dumb idea that they added the, the naughty list of words, right? And I was like, oh, I get it. This is their effort to not be like those other sites that they participate in shaming. Because I'm sure they share those opinions, right? So there's this horrible culture of shaming Reddit uh, alternatives, and they're just like, oh, we're different, guys. Look, we could we control what you can and cannot say. <laughs> yep. Which I'm sure will not backfire on them at all. Like, it's the reason their software won't take off. I mean, I get, what, I get they're trying to be virtuous, right? But the people they're protecting aren't going to like it either. And they're just going to stand at it. Like, it's not going to yeah, convince anybody. I mean, as much as I, I dislike Reddit, like, I had a fucking... Com- I, I had... <laughs> man I don't know I don't know who I'll piss off of this one but um, fucking Genshin Impact right uh-huh. I've been I've been excited for a character's release and I found out they're getting um, an interesting part of their kit removed and I was I was a bit sad about that it's about Ayaka right yeah it's, and it's, you know I'm playing the game and I'm not beholden to this character but I I, I, I didn't even share that opinion I was like there's a chance she releases with a with a fiance character. So like this this female character in the video game has a someone she's going to marry later on down the road. Mm-hmm. I said that would be cool. I was like, you know what? In Genshin Impact, relative peace. Everyone's fucking, you know, super cool. Why couldn't some relationships pop up? It's not like mm-hmm. they got much else going on aside from like, you know, regular life shit. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. I think that'd be really awesome. Yeah. Some dude, some motherfucker responded to me and said, no, that would not be cool. The only person they're allowed to date is the main character, me. And I'm like, please stop. Like, hit me with a slash S, man, or something. 
Like, follow up your post with the, I was just joking. Come the fuck on. You can't be serious. Oh, man. I wonder if I can find the actual post. Those are YouTube comments, so weren't they? Cringy. Were those YouTube comments or Reddit comments? Reddit. No, that, that, that's what I was getting oh. at. That's what I was getting at. It's like... What a fucking shithole that website. Like... <laughs> it's just like, ah, oh, damn it, dude. It's a catch-22. Like, everyone goes to Reddit because it's, like, the de facto place for niche communities to have a place to communicate. And then you can't make an alternative to it. Because then they'll call you a bad person. And it's like, you only want to get away from Reddit because you want to say stuff that's banned on Reddit. But it's, it's almost like they forgot that Reddit was the most popular place to discuss and, and support like Donald Trump during the election. Both elections. Until they eventually kick those people off. Right? Actually, yeah, I forgot about that too. Funny enough. It's like, did they forget? Like, Reddit just wants your money. Like, they don't actually care. Uh, they, and they benefit. From the social norm of shaming alternatives to Reddit, right? Like, they foster that culture because they want their competition to die before it starts. That way they have a monopoly on um, creating conversation spaces, right? Nobody has a fucking forum anymore. They just have a subreddit. And it's annoying. I'd rather have a forum. Forum software is cool. The last one that we had, NodeBB, great fucking software. Very pretty. And then there's other software that was up and coming that I haven't followed up on, like Flarum. I don't know if that ever came out. But that looked cool as shit. And um, yeah. there was another Honestly, one. Honestly, NoBB did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Especially since it wasn't, like, you know, Zenforo was kind of like the standard at the time. Right. And It's still used today, Zenforo. Yeah, and it was, it was pretty close in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, part of me wants to, to make another forum, but, like, I need to, like, host it on my own hardware because I, I can't afford that kind of hosting. <laughs> I don't know how successful it'd be, but, I mean... It might be fun. I mean... I think forums are cool. If we really want another forum, though, like, we could just tell people to join the Gilded because that has a forum, and we could just use yeah. that. Because, like, if Tencent I, buys I, out Discord, I'm switching so fucking fast. I can't wait. Yeah. I, I, found a, I found the post, by the way. Oh, is it worse than we thought? Yeah, yeah. He said, "Yeah, and hot husbando is aether." As I, 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 I think I said something along the lines of like, uh, "Let her have a hot husbando" or something. Um, and so he said, like, aether, as in we the players, uh, not some unknown dude. Uh, do it for her. No thanks. I like her. Why would Why would I let some weird guy be her fiance? This guy's got to be trolling. Or, oh, fuck. I hope, dude. I hope. hope. Or he should get help. Holy shit. Yeah, man. It, it, it came off the heels of me even saying, like, I fucking hate idol culture. And that's why um, uh, Huna and Psy. So if you don't, if, for those of you who are not familiar with K-pop, uh, I'm not really either anymore, to be fair. But um, Psy, uh, Gangnam Style. That guy. The dude behind that. Yeah. Uh, him and Huna, another, like, old... I think she's actually like 40, funny enough. Uh, K-pop star. Um, she came out and was like, yo, I got a boyfriend. Deal with it. Everyone was super livid. And he's like, yeah, I stand with her. Not They weren't the ones dating, but like just, he's like, yeah, no. She's allowed to have a boyfriend. Fuck all of you. <laughs> Basically <laughs> threatening their entire careers. Right. Or the fact that's, that they have that's, a boyfriend. That's horrifying that that is a, a reason to lose your career. Uh, I think there's even some VTubers that had that happen to them. Like there was like slight hints that they might have had a dude in their vicinity, not even not even dating, just a guy in their life 
And that was enough to have them be fucking like, cancelled. Not allowed. Like, canceled. She only belongs to me. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, guys. What the fuck? Like, you know it's what? Fucked up. I can understand a, like, a little bit of sadness if like you knew the girl behind the VTuber model or you knew the idol in real life. And it's like, you know, like, and you're like, ah, oh, damn. I kind of had a crush on them. It sucks. But I mean, like, <laughs> this is oh man it's it's too far dude oh god oh, these people hurt me i know we need to get back on track victim i have an i have a plan i'm sorry i have yeah. a plan it's okay it's good we're we're making good time so i have a plan right I, ha- I i've been thinking about this question and i don't have a good answer but so today well on west coast still not where you live today <laughs> it's Father's the 21st not century it's the 20 20- 21st the, uh-huh. the, the day for me it's still the 20th because i live in a different time zone still... i'm just a time traveler don't worry about uh-huh. it it's uh father's day so give me your your top three video game dads uh the dad from fallout 3 just because he's voiced by liam neeson is he really yep it's a conversation that. starter a friend of mine uses it as a conversation <laughs> starter and that's the only reason i even fucking know <laughs> wow I think it was Fallout. I think it's Fallout Three. One of them, anyways. But um, fuck. Uh, who else? Let's see here. I think dads get the short end of the stick in a lot of video games. Like that's. Uh... I mean, how many how many people have their moms walk out on them? Probably a lot. Honestly, I said that. I'm like, yeah, probably a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> fuck. I'm trying to think of like dads and gaming. How about a top two instead of a top <laughs> three? I can't even think of any except the, the Fallout Three dad. Uh-huh. I don't even know if I'd say he's the top dad. In all honesty, he's no. I mean, like he kind of like sacrifices himself. And he, it, it was it was heroic, but it's like, eh. The only dad in video games I even like is probably Laguna from Final Fantasy VIII. But he's an absent father. Didn't even know his son was born until fucking meets him as an adult. <laughs> but like. Okay. He, he's probably he probably would have been a shitty dad, but he's really funny. <laughs> Man, most most anime protagonists or video game protagonists, even fuck Jesus, words, um, uh, are like orphaned, or their dad died, yeah. or their parents are dead, or or if their dad is featured in the story or has any relevance to the plot, they're probably a he's- villain. A like, villain or something, yeah, Jesus, what the fuck? At least in Final Fantasy VIII, it's like this dude you keep having dreams about until you finally meet him, and he had this wacky adventure to become president of some high tech nation. It's like, oh, it's like that's tight your... ass's dad. Oh yeah, tight ass. That's right. Uh, Jacked, Mr. Uh, yeah. Mr. Krabs with a sword. Uh, same voice actor. No, uh, I can't unhear it. It it it, it haunts me. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't know that until afterwards, because it would have been a nightmare. Are you ready, kids? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, Sin is jacked. Like, stop. Stop, Mr. Krabs. <laughs> Why are you eating those people? <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. I should have said I'm it. Trying to think of, I'm trying to think. Man, there's got to be more. There's got to be more. I mean, Dojima's pretty good in Persona 4. Like, he's a good dad in general. Okay. That, you know what? 
he's he's number one because he does a good job. Um, it kind of stands out, like the fact that he's a good dad. Like it's kind you of know unusual. He's, he's a dad, but not to the protagonist. I don't know why that was. My brain was like protagonist right. dad. It's like there's plenty of dads in video games. There's not yeah like, super prominent, but there's he is super all. prominent. Uh-huh. Um, Sojuro is an adopted uh, adoptive father. Yeah, so yeah, I he, he ended up being pretty good. Where you at, other games? Persona's got you beat on dads. Yeah. Persona 3 doesn't really have any good dads in it. There are dads in it, but they're not good. Like, <laughs> they're okay. Not really great. I'm currently watching the movies. like because uh, they good? They are actually pretty good. Like uh, you, I can't compare them to the Persona 4 anime because you still haven't seen it. But the animation is very good. Um, I need to go through it. Man, I haven't watched any anime, though. Lately. I, I will like... say the animation on the first movie was a little weird. Like it didn't like it wasn't as crisp as I expected it to be, but movies two and three had very crisp animation. Uh, it was a very nice. joy to watch. Um, I'm watching it with my wife. Uh, she enjoys it. She did not play the original. I played Persona Three Portable specifically, right? Um, so I know what's going to happen in the plot, and I can I can tell where the movies are going. But you know, she went in blind. She didn't see any of the movies, and and she can follow the story and understands like. What are we doing here? What's at stake? What are they doing? Um, the only thing I didn't like about the movie, which I will tell you, um, is that there are two characters. Uh, the the boy with the, the white hair that uses his fist weapons, and there's a, a dude with a beanie that uses an axe. And they are foster brothers. They, they grew up in an orphanage together. The movie does not tell you that. Uh, I mean, you don't need to know that to appreciate the story that happens between the, all the characters in these two, right? But, like, I felt... It was relevant, and the movie didn't. <laughs> Weird. Uh, I mean, it is a kind of a minor detail. It really is a minor detail. Um, and you're, it, it's just as great, uh, the story-wise, uh, without knowing that detail. But I felt like it would have been relevant to tell the viewer, but uh, it did not agree. Also, uh, much like the original Persona 3, uh, Igor's role is very downplayed. Like He's in it. He talks to the protagonist a lot in his dreams, but, like, only a couple times. But, like, you really only ever go in the Velvet Room to fuse stuff in Persona 3. I suppose that's fair. Honestly... There is a social link with the attendant, and that's not featured in the movie either, but that's okay. <laughs> um, in fact, the uh, protagonist of Persona 3 in the movie is uh, sort of portrayed as, like, a kind of a loner. Like, he doesn't talk a lot, and he's kind of distant from people. But that makes sense, given what he knows at the start and the shit that happens to him in the plot that I won't tell mm, you. Right? I mean, I've already had the ending spoiled for me. Yeah, well, so does the protagonist at the start of the game, right? Oh! And so okay. he, he kind of knows he's on borrowed time and everything is kind of temporary, right? And so he's very detached and, and not willing to like open up to people because he, he knows ahead of time what's going to happen, right? Uh, and he just has to walk the path, and that makes him kind of kind of nervous. And kind of uh, disconnected, right? And a lot of the plot is him getting over that and actually having a good time. And it's really cool to see in the movie. In the game, you just have to assume he's going through that because the game does a very bad job of internalizing the main character's thoughts, whereas Persona 4 and 5 were much more clear about how your main character was feeling. You'll notice this in the Persona 4 anime because it's like, oh, that's exactly what that dude was thinking. Persona 6, no more silent (laughs) protagonists. Just Can you just tell me that he doesn't... Like, I... (sighs) I hate it because it, more and more people are, are are out against that. They're like, "No, fuck off." It's it's a, it's fine if it's like a build a character game, uh-huh. 
and there's not like a super pinnacle story that's wrapped around your character and your character's more just along for the ride, fine. You don't need a voice character then. But like in a super story driven game, like a Persona game, or hell, even I'm sure SMT uh, it fits the, the bill. Many JRPGs fit this bill. Um, modern JRPGs, more specifically, I feel like the Silent Protag. It was a much more newer thing for mm-hmm. uh, JRPGs. But um, just fucking give them a voice. They yeah. don't have much lines, anyways. The other characters have way more lines. Just. You already have to hire a fucking voice actor for them anyways. Come on. I'm going to blame this one on The Legend of Zelda because they won't give Link a voice. Uh, but Breath of the Wild 2, yeah. I will not be... I, I, I don't think anyone will really give a shit. And if anyone does, well, I don't know. We'll find the reason to Twitter cancel them. I know. It's like, <laughs> I, I don't like Zelda. I've never liked Zelda's games. I, I think that a lot of its fan base is driven by nostalgia because they played them when they were young and they maybe never played another game like it or i mean i can yeah. i can say having gone through them in my adult years instead of as my kid years they are still pretty good games mm-hmm. they they fit the bill as an action game pretty well right except it's... it is a lot of like wait and move type deals so it mm-hmm. honestly could have probably been yeah. a turn-based game in a lot of ways other other but... games have um done what zelda does and in some ways better but everyone prefers zelda and it's like i don't prefer zelda i have no childhood nostalgia for this and i don't like the new ones like i tried them i don't like them like when it comes to the 2d ones like uh if i wanted to play 2d zelda i would just play legacy of kane right uh and the same goes for 3d zelda like the the 3d legacy of kane soul reaper games just fine. Also, Mega Man Legends. We're talking PS1 era, like N64, yep. Majora's Mask, and the other one. Ocarina of Time. <laughs> I forgot the name for a second there. Um, I'd much rather play Mega Man Legends 1 and 2 any day. Like, uh, if I was on a deserted island and I had to pick uh, both Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time, or both Mega Man Legends 1 and 2, I would take Mega Man every time. And I would just play that on a deserted island with electricity. <laughs> Don't know how that would work. <laughs> Well, much imagine. preferred, much preferred. But yeah, I mean, even then, like, for like, even like the JRPG side of things, fucking Mega Man Battle Network, dude, so good. That too, like, so fucking good. Mega Man is just better than anyone gives it credit for, and Mega Man. Well, I mean, it kind of actually, funny enough, kind of leads into what we were talking about the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, how the perception of things is kind of skewed based on like our media cycles nowadays that's right you shared a twitter thread on our discord the other day and it was a guy talking about how uh croc legend of the gobos the the crocodile platformer game from early 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 PS1. i fucking love that game as a kid man it's Me so too. Good. it was the second game i'd ever played and apparently it sold as many copies as banjo kazooie so apparently it was in a lot of people's childhoods and i went and double fucking checked so before we dive into this even any i double checked they had the I think it was like the difference of like 0.5 on their review score. Right. So they were both highly regarded by the critics. Yeah. And there was that Twitter thread did have a couple of detractors that posted screenshots of like, because the argument was, well, you people on YouTube of influence, people of influence, right? They um, sort of romanticize. That was the word I was looking for earlier. Other subject. Oh, yeah. Romanticize yeah. Canada. That was what I was thinking of. But besides the point. So people romanticize Nintendo games because there are a lot of people of influence on YouTube that had Nintendo consoles in their youth uh, versus PlayStation. 
And uh, I did not have a Nintendo console in my youth, which is why I'm not nostalgic for Zelda. Uh, I didn't pick one up until the Switch. Well, actually, unless you count the Virtual Boy. I had a Virtual Boy. But yeah, I don't think that counts. Uh, not really, no. There were some people in that Twitter thread that countered with screenshots of, like, the five croc videos that actually exist. Completionist made one because he makes a video about every game. Uh, there was a Catechorus one because he's a Sony shill. That, like, one of the few. Like, there, for every one Catechorus, Sony shill, retro gamer, there is, like, 30 Nintendo ones, right? So, of course, he made the screenshot. <laughs> right? So, to the fact that there are retro YouTubers of influence that did cover this game, everyone thinks Banjo-Kazooie is the big popular thing from our youth that was not first-party Nintendo. When, uh, you know, what about Croc? What about fucking Gex? That game was the shit, right? The 2D one, the first one, and the second and third one that were 3D. Like, I prefer them over Mario, right? Like I was saying, I prefer uh, Mega Man Legends over, over 3D Zelda from the N64 era. Yeah. I also prefer all three Gex games to... Super Mario 1 all the way to Super Mario 64 or even Sunshine, right? Like, Honestly, the Mario games are definitely overrated. I think I can say that with some confidence. I know maybe that's a... that's a, I'm willing to accept that that's a hot take even. But, like, I never really sat there and thought to myself, I'm having fun playing, uh, like, the Mario platformer games. No, other Mario fun games, like Mario Party, fucking... Even, like, Mario Golf and shit. Like Mario that. Kart. That's just... Right. That, yeah, Kart. Those are games are hilariously fun and amazing, but like the 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 single player experience ones are no substance. Mm-hmm. It's just like just jump, and you know it's basically like a puzzle game that you play in a different way than majority of puzzle games. God, that reminds me when I was young, right? Like I had I over time got a bunch of friends, and many of them had Nintendo consoles, and also family. Uh, when I go visit, and they fucking love Mario Kart, right? What did yeah. I have at home? Crash Team Racing. Guess which one I liked better. <laughs> I mean, it was Crash a better Racing, game. It was so good. It, at the time, it was definitely the better game. I think that because it didn't continue to release yeah. and evolve, Mario they, they Kart made definitely a sec- they made a second one. Beat it, but... it wasn't as good. I, I think there might have been a third one. I don't remember. But then they remade it a couple know. years ago, and it was the, the remake was pretty good. Like they got it like really faithfully adapted. It's the same well, people considering... that got hired by Blizzard, and we'll never hear from again. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean I didn't like that company anyways. Besides my, um, they did a good job though, like really good. They did a good job. They just were very archaic in their approach. It's annoying, but yeah. I think we've talked about that before. How they yeah. fucking strike me on Twitch, motherfuckers. Oh yeah, those fuckers. Um, it was good anyways. though. Like that was a good <laughs> remake of the original, and it wasn't just a remake of the first crash team racing game it also include all the levels and characters from the second game and all of the characters in the crash franchise that were not in either of those games were added to this game and spyro that's cool like just because they could and it was fucking awesome <laughs> and yeah like i can't fault them for that and i would rather play that over the newest mario kart what is it eight nine eight i think um yeah eight and it's not that good honestly it really not. isn't the like o- the, the seven was okay uh, and some of them like double dash is probably like the peak honestly but like i remember getting really excited because i was like oh i finally got a switch i can finally play the latest mario kart i've only played the original like two uh or whatever uh and then so i loaded it up you know um my my sister-in-law was living with us at the time uh the three of us kind of sat on the couch and we, we played mario kart and uh we played through all the levels one time and i was like i think i've seen it all that was it yeah 
It, it Mario Kart 8 Good has luck. the issue of it kind of like railroads you. Mm. In a racing game, it railroads you. It's weird. Yeah, so it, it kind of boils down to like if you're able to technique uh, use your technical skill to drift and aim your items properly, but half of them are fucking homing anyway. So it's like, yeah, it it it, 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 it doesn't really feel like a party game anymore either. It just like sort of just feels like I don't know. It's like whoever's better wins. It's like that's not what a party game's about. Party game's about like I'm about to win, and then the game fucks me and. My best friend beats me, and anyways. But like the point of the matter there is that like it's supposed to be just for shits and giggles. Not, not ever should it be, you know, some tryhard fucking like blows past us all. Yeah, it's more important that you're having a good time. Yeah, exactly, one hundred percent. And um, and, and I, in I, Mario Party, uh-huh. uh, at least they at least they captured that. It's about making one of your friends so furiously angry angry that the first time they throw a controller, they make sure it shatters on the floor. Yeah, I'll give them that. That both Mario Party and Mario Kart is really good to sit down, pick up and play. And it's fun. Like my sister and I were really good at crash team racing and we could do that with that game. But like other games that have split screen multiplayer, like armored core. Right. I remember I would, I sat down like four or five different friends, not at the same time. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, okay, load my save file as player two. build your robot. I'll teach you the controls and then we'll fight. And, it wasn't fun because it took them more than an hour to fucking figure it out. <laughs> and then yeah. I would crush them every time. And it's like, I'm sorry. Uh, what are you doing? And they're like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm like, cause it's like armored core is my favorite thing ever. And then I, I can't enjoy it with them cause they don't understand. And uh, I remember that one of my friends that played it, I remember he built, he had like the chonkiest fucking damage numbers and armor. And he just loaded everything. Didn't know what he was doing. And he's like, he gets into the game and he's like, "Oh, I need to turn my sensitivity up. I can't turn very fast." And I'm like, "That's, That's a, a stat <laughs> statistic of your mech build. You need lighter parts." And then he's like, "Oh, okay, I'm done." And then we never played it again. Like I was so sad. <laughs> Shit. Uh, it was sad. So we've about reached the golden time. Uh, so I, I, I want to have a final subject before we go. So uh, E3 as a whole. What's something you liked and what's something you didn't like and what's something you're looking forward to? <laughs> bringing, up, bringing up some uh, some horrible memories. You got uh, this E3. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I, uh, honestly, I mean, the obvious, like, I, I'll, I'll leave like and dislike for something entirely different. But something that uh, I'm looking forward to 100% Elden, Elden Ring. Ring. Uh, oh, yeah. like I saw the, that coming. <laughs> it, it, it's too easy of a pick. Um, but it, it's, the, it's the most truthful. Like, the, nothing else really can, you know. Uh, like, I would say, uh, I guess it's easy to say Tales of Arise, but I think I'm going to say Metal Slug. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I am I'm pretty excited to see if it works, I guess. I mean, it doesn't look like it's going to be anything like super spectacular in terms of like what it'll be, but it'll be an arcade game at its core, and I think that that's going to be fine. Um, I hope they keep the like overly anime fucking animations too. I think that'd be hilarious. That would um, be cool. Uh, dislike... Hmm. 
I guess I dislike the fact that we saw so many games that we already knew a lot about that we already had like release dates for and everything that were just literally plopped on screen as like a fucking advertisement. Yeah. It's like, like it was obligatory. It's like, remember Halo guys? We're still making it. Here's discount Cortana without the cleavage. Like, thanks. She's yeah, not hot like, at all. I didn't I didn't need <laughs> most of that. Um No. It's cool that the new Halo's multiplayer is gonna be a free to play download that you don't have to buy the game to experience, because I'll probably play it. And I think you should too. Yeah. Just cause that's something our whole community can get for free and go do one day. Like that's fucking awesome. Right? I get that. That's fucking cool. I'm excited uh, for it. Even if I, I don't know if I'm gonna necessarily like it, but that's just because yeah. my nostalgia is talking realistically. But yeah, uh, I think honorable mention though, um, probably SMT5. Oh yeah, yeah. So I asked because I'm not. I'm pro- we're probably not gonna bring up E3 in the next episode two weeks time from now. So uh, I also liked the Persona. Uh, sorry, <laughs> forgive me. I also like the Shimagami. He did it on purpose. He's joking. I'm kidding. No, I also like the SMT5 uh, trailer. I'm really excited to play that one. Um, I unironically like the main character's design. They did nail a lot the of people, main character. Uh, Holy shit. A lot of people were shitting on it. Because like, oh, the fact that it's not a woman. I don't know if they like that. It's like, I don't give a shit, dude. I'm not a woman. I got long ass hair. I, I can't even tell. I, I, the, the voice sounds pretty feminine in English, but I, I can't tell if it's a man or a woman. I don't give a shit. I, and honestly, they could they could straight up hit us with it's androgynous, and they never fucking like clarify. I wouldn't I, care. I, I would play a, it. Not a care in the world. It's SMT five. It looks really good, and it looks like everything you want in a new SMT game. Like, um, it looks like Nocturne with pretty graphics. Like, I don't know what else to say about it. And I I haven't beaten Nocturne. I need to, but I don't know. I I, I kind of want to you know wait for five because I just really want it, and I don't have a whole lot of time these days to play games. I'm still trying to beat fucking Cyberpunk. Right. Um, yeah. I was a little sad that there wasn't cyberpunk news. I know CD Projekt Red is kind of like on it, uh, struggling, <laughs> right? Uh, to to save face, and they didn't announce anything at E3. I was kind of hoping to hear more about their. Roadmap. I mean, it's probably a good thing that they didn't, because like uh-huh. they got to promise something, and nobody wants. I mean, to hear that's it. been backfiring on them lately, yeah. and yeah, that too. Nobody really wants to hear it. Yeah, just deliver it, and then uh, we'll praise you if it's good. And I'm fine with that because I'm currently playing it and I'm praising them because holy fuck, that game is good. Like, they really had a passion project. It just wasn't done when it came out. Uh, it feels a lot less buggy now. Um, back to E3, though. Like, uh, yeah, definitely SMT5 is the, the highlight for me. Um, I also, like, kind of liked the Square Enix show. Like, it was, I mean, it was way too focused on Guardians of the Galaxy and I don't know if I'll play it or not. I might, but I don't know if I'll like it. Um, it looked like a good like a solid good game they spent a I lot of time it wasn't telling 30 us. minutes <laughs> i know they spent way too much time telling us about it and it's like uh i would rather hear about your other new things and um what's it called so um in the square enix show not only did they announce um no wait that's all they announced was the the final fantasy one remake that looks super fun i know you played the demo i didn't watch your vod yet um oh do we get time to talk about that we can, I'll, we can wait till after you're done your... Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Like, I'm okay. cautiously optimistic for it, but I'm not going to buy a PS5 for that. Like, I don't. I'm not worth no, it. Okay. But well, I'll, 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 I'll give you a deep dive here in but a second. I really like Final Fantasy 1 and the, its concept and how like light it is on the story that it remade in this format could work really well, I thought. 
And Saul was like, oh, this is a fucking brilliant idea. Bravo, Square Enix. This is actually not a bad idea. Um, I was hoping for a, a proper Dissidia game with a story, but I'll take this, right? But uh, I'm not buying a PS5 for that. Um, and we didn't hear any Final Fantasy 16 news, and there was no Deus Ex news. Like, IDOS Montreal had a 30-minute segment about fucking Guardians of the Galaxy that they painstakingly created. And I'm like, oh, this is why we don't have a new Deus Ex game. Because the people that yeah, made Deus Ex made this instead. And I'm like, I'd rather play Deus Ex, guys. Mankind Divided was actually really good. It was just short in the in the, for the the main plot. But honestly, the open if you played world... that, if you played it properly, it it fucking actually ended up being quite long. Yeah, but if I you just it. like fucked fucked off, it's it can be kind of short because yeah. ultimately, I replayed Human Revolution on Steam in preparation for Mankind Divided, and when I played Mankind Divided, I put more hours into it because I did all the side quests. And the open world, the the sections of Prague that you're allowed to explore, uh, were very dense and very detailed, and I found so much to do that I ended up spending more time in that game than I did in Human Revolution, uh, which is regarded as a classic now. Uh, I mean, the original Deus Ex is, of course, the classic, right? But Human Revolution is highly regarded by a lot of people. And Mankind Divided should also be highly regarded, but since the main story was so short and so many people played through it without doing the side quests, they they messed up. And they should go back, and they should replay it. Uh, but I, a new there's, Deus Ex game so would have been awesome. There's so much like deep dive potential in it too. It's this. It's it was worth. Yeah. All right. Tell me about this demo. Okay. So it was, to put it lightly, a fucking clusterfuck mess. Um, lighting was horrible. Like just just nightmare. It looked like they put a fucking filter over the entire game. But it's genuine PS5 software. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. It, uh, you know, like the argument is like, oh, it looks like a PS3, or PS4 game, blah, blah, blah whatever. I, you know, I, I don't give a shit about graphics. It's what they do with them that matters. They, it looked, it looked like they were tr- like, the game looked like it was being built by like a bunch of thirteen-year-olds that found out that the color black was their favorite color. And that's the only fucking color that they use in the entire game. So why is the main character, the the warrior of light, in the front of the party like wearing a t shirt, and the rest are wearing like fantasy armor? Like what's up? With uh, that? I think that's I think that's just like the generic shit. Once you, you can get armor that like uh. changes your character's look and shit, but like, it's like they look out of place. <laughs> it, yeah, they really do. Um, not to mention, the main character's name is literally Jack, and he looks the, like the most generic protagonist on the fucking planet. They should have named him Sid. Um, that's that's a deep lore reference. So in Final Fantasy One, right? There's this guy named Sid. The first Sid, the, there's one in every game, right? The one in Final yeah. Fantasy One was a scientist, and they, he was the whole reason Dissidia One and Two like even happened, right? As this weird like world in a jar sort of bullshit he was doing, right? And so the Warrior of Light, like it's it's kind of a plot twist, but it's kind of like not in a main cutscene. It's kind of like in a side thing that you have to really really dig for. But the Warrior of Light, Final Fantasy One, canonically, his name is Sid because he's a clone of that guy doing the whole experiment. Like he, like that's what FF One Sid would look like in HD. Was this guy voiced by Grant George? And it's like, yo, your name should be Sid. Like, yeah. And they, 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 they it's a missed opportunity to name this dude Jack. Yeah, that bothers me a lot more than it should. <laughs> honestly on, on uh, off that even too, like combat like the, the you know the meat of the game the thing that should matter most right uh-huh. it kind of just ends up playing out like clunkier dark souls 
Ugh, that's not good. And, and, and it's like clunkier Dark Souls, but with like combo moves. So that you then uh, the cool thing about it is all of it is customizable. You can do whatever the fuck you want with it. When you unlock it, you put it where you want in your combo. That's cool. I like that. I actually thought that was really good. Um, Imagine issue is the castle in the background, the clouds part, the logo, Devil May Dark Souls, and then the <laughs> Devil May Cry three trailer theme, but with a kazoo starts playing. <laughs> Pretty much, dude. Honestly, like. <laughs> A lot, of, a lot of the issues that I had with it were like, you know, you hit an enemy, it doesn't stagger them, and they fucking blast your asshole out. Because it's Dark Souls damage, but the enemies don't respond to it. I'm trying to play it on a hard mode, nothing staggers at all, ever. They take, Ooh. like, negative damage, and when I hit them with my abilities to try and break their posture gauge, you know, the Sekiro throw in, uh, they call it the yellow gauge. fucked up anyways um and then you can one shot them that was what the crystal one shot thing was in the, the trailer oh that's and it disappointing it just takes like it, like it basically in order to fight in a way where you come out on top reasonably you need to be constantly battling with whether or not you're dodging or blocking and you need to be doing it properly or else you're going to get hit um what i ended up having to do in most areas was just fucking running because I, it wasn't feasible to fight multiple enemies at once because the game just does not it did not facilitate it very well and you know i, I put it on normal mode so i could actually get through the game um the issue is when you're fighting garland or chaos or whatever the fuck you want to call him uh -huh. he um had the issue of being the kind of same deal is like nothing staggers him. You, you like I, I got really good at parrying him, but parrying him lowers my posture gauge. So the moment he hits me for real, I fucking am stunned and I just die outright. So what you should do when uh this game comes out in protest is you should stream with an emulator in as HD as you can stretch it. Uh Dissidia Duodecim, both stories, because it it contains a remake of the first Dissidia with better stuff. Uh, all, okay. all the cutscenes and all the voice data completely carried over, so you don't need to play both. You just played the second one. You should play through that and play through the story and, and don't skip anything. It's pretty good. Um, you've probably already played it, but I mean... Just, uh, just I played it. the first one, but I didn't play the story. I just played the multiplayer. Oh, then you're really missing out, because like, they, they got voice actors for like all the characters, uh, and they got some good fucking talent. Like Garland was like, uh, you know, that, that one creepy dude, uh, Christopher Sabat, or whatever his name was, the Vegeta guy, right? Oh, okay, um, yeah. The guy that uh, is apparently really shitty, uh, and then like Grant George, one of my one of my favorites. He did uh, Warrior of Light. Um, a lot of uh, m more recent heroes reprised their roles. Uh, however, for Gabranth, they couldn't get Gabranth's voice actor, so they got Bosch's voice actor instead, which was beautiful. Uh, in yeah, many that's, ways. that's fine. Honestly, I mean, it was very fine. Uh, it was because it's good. one of those things that like. They didn't really have much screen. I mean, Gabran had more screen time than the rest of them, but the, the, the whole cast of villains, or well, antagonists, I guess, um, didn't really get much screen time. Yeah. So it's not, as, as good as he was, there wasn't much, there's not much to be missed. It's unfortunate. Also, Furion from FF2, they got fucking Black Power Ranger, right? Like Johnny Young oh, Bosch. Shit. Hell yeah. Okay. It, his voice, I, I maimed him at first because I, I really liked his voice. I was like, oh, this is buttery fucking smooth. Uh, yeah. I mean, Johnny. 
fucking kills pretty much every role he's in. So yeah, like, makes sense. One of these days, just go on that voice actor website and just check out who was in fucking Dissidia and tell me you don't want to listen to that story. Like I would listen to it. It's just ASMR to my ears. Listening to these <laughs> characters interact in like a ridiculous scenario that only a fanboy would like. But like, it was really good, and it's probably going to be better than this game. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I just... Also, uh, there's a world map and, like, dungeons and stuff in the story okay. for, for the second one. I mean, the first one had it, too, but, like, the second one has an actual world map that you travel and has, like, random encounters and stuff. Like, you should play that. Um, yeah, I'm hoping, though, um, that this version, uh, the, the, P, the PS5 remake here, uh, they're supposed to send out emails where we're supposed to be like, or like surveys. And I'm just going to tear into them. I'm just going to like, I'm not going to be mean. I'm not going to be rude. I'm just going to tear into them. I'm like, your game has a lot of issues that need to be fixed Mm -hmm. before it gets launched. Make sure you tell them the name character should be named Sid. Please, please for me. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Tell them them his name should be Sid. This is bullshit. Uh, Anyway, 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 let's do that outro. So this has been the Melomancy podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, My name is Dylan, and you can find me at... You're distracting yourself at this point. <laughs> I'm doing it on purpose. I, you can find me at Shipposter Club. You know that. It's at Dylon, at Shipposter.club. Spinning Caco Demon, you can't fucking miss it. Um, I haven't been posting as often lately, because I've been spinning these things around and like trying to get better. Like, it, It's something to do with my idle hands when I have nothing else to do. Like, I used to... Sp- fill that void with shit posting and i still shit post plenty don't you should follow me it's great um but like if i i used to like post so often that it was annoying people like nobody actually was annoyed but like i felt like i was being annoying right and uh so i've been toning it back with the doing something else with my idle hands um e3 is over e3 was a shit show but it was fun to talk about it you can find Victim at mm underscore victim at twitter.com as well as twitch.tv slash a victim of gaming where he's in the middle of a Tales of Marathon where he's trying to fight some blonde dude named Milk Truck. He does not have good tits. It's a dude. I'm going to call him that. Milk Truck. Him. Milk Truck. Like, I got I got so many new viewers from that game, dude. And I didn't gonna, recognize gonna, anybody gonna, gonna in that chat. I was like, what is this chat? Who are these people? Like, That's awesome. Like, yeah, everyone's coming in because the, the, the translation literally dropped the moment I fucking started playing. So everyone's, every, so everyone's just like, whoa, this is done? I'm like, yeah, bro, it's done. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing it. You're, it's like playing a new game, but it's not new. Yeah, for a lot of people, they're excited. In fact, the, the person I hosted uh, afterwards was like, wait, that's out? I'm like, yeah, bro, it's out. I didn't even know it was something I was supposed to be hyped about. I just fucking had a viewer like, oh, yeah, here, I got it. It's all done for you. Just download and play. I'm like, awesome. It's like, dude. And then there's more coming. Like, there's more games after this one, like, in the series, right? Yep. You didn't see that. He had to fail one of these times. So it was it was bound to happen eventually. <laughs> didn't have to be on camera, though. <laughs> Oof. All right. So uh, tune in to Victim Stream for the Tales of Marathon. Uh, I've been trying to get through Cyberpunk, but once I get through it, maybe I'll play some more Clone Hero. I, I kind of miss streaming that, but uh, I've been trying to get through Cyberpunk, and I've just been playing it alone. It's it, very immersive, and I don't want to talk to anyone when I play it, so <laughs> there's that. Uh, so that's the end of today's show. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. If you're listening to this after the fact, remember, we do this show live currently on SpaceCowboy.cc, but soon Odyssey.com. 
I mean, I'll still have a presence on Space Cowboy. Like, I might stream Clone Hero here. I, I don't fucking know. I'll figure it out. Uh, but for the time Stop being, things. appreciate your time. See you later. Later, guys. The fuck's that stop button? There it is.